Did you know that Pokemon star Pikachu directly translates from Japanese as sparkly mouse noise? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 111, 111. Uh, my name is Gareth Brady. I'm your host, and on my virtual left is Mr. James Burke. Say hey, James. Hello, it's been quite a while. Yeah, it has been back. Yeah, we yeah, had a little break. Right. How are you? I'm good. It is a, like it's trying to it's like riding a bike and all that. I, it's we didn't. It's the first one of the year. It's quite hard to get back into the rhythm again. I, I can't wait for it. Yeah, I forgot how to speak. First of all, um, <laughs> on my virtual right is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hello, Gareth. I'm very well. How are you? Happy New Year. Very good. And you've just recovered from COVID, haven't you? I have, yeah. Thankfully, wasn't too ill. But um, yeah, a couple of days I was wiped out, but all better now. Good. And on my virtual opposite is Mr Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hello. Happy New Year, everyone. Good, thank you. How are you? Very good. And Richard, let's start with you. What have you been doing this week? Uh, Watching a lot of films. Mm. Um... So I managed to finally catch uh, Matrix 4, Matrix oh. Resurrections. Yeah. Um, but the less said, the better about that film. <laughs> we watched that as well. <laughs> Without spoiling yeah. anything, do you feel the same, Darren? Uh, it's, it's one of those. It's quite meta, as they say, but there was no real need for it. But some people will find enjoyment from it, but I didn't um, thought... I'd gained anything after the two hours or so Richard you say yeah it's very meta very self-referential it's I think they tried to do something a a bit different with it but it's it's not really worked out okay yeah I think a lot of people are saying this what else have you seen um I watched Don't Look Up on Netflix the uh Adam McKay film yeah about uh, the comet arriving and I'd heard mixed things about that as well, but I, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah, we did too. We yeah. loved that. Um, I think... Um, sorry, go on. Well, no, the interesting thing, that was filmed during the first lockdown. So when you watch it, you think it's like an analogy for um, COVID as well. And they didn't, yeah. know, they didn't know anything about COVID, really. They didn't know what people's reaction was, so it's quite a surprise. It felt like that a little bit, and then also in regards to climate change as well. Mm. Um, but I think I think Adam Adam McKay is sort of really um, in his last few films has carved out this this uh, satirical side to him a little bit more than than perhaps some of his earlier stuff did. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, I quite enjoy enjoyed that. Uh, and also, I managed to also see Licorice Pizza. Ooh, what's that like? Which, is the new is the new Paul Thomas Anderson film, who's absolute favorite director. Um, but that was very good. Um, it reminded me a bit of Boogie Nights. Uh, if I had to pick another mm. one of his films, it was like yeah. right. um, it sort of just sort of meanders along, and then there's a big thing that happens towards the end. But it's all it's just it's just a really really nice film to watch. Um, the chemistry between the, the two of the main cast to say that the, neither of them have really had any real acting lessons by all accounts was was very impressive. Um, it felt very genuine between them, and uh, yeah, I've hoped to see them two in in a lot more films. I think. Okay, good. So you had a bit of a cinema. Did you see all these at the cinema? No, uh, I saw Don't Look Up at Home. But I managed to get out for the other two as well. Oh, that's good. Better than me. I've been to the cinema since the original Star Wars. <laughs> so it feels like. Um, Darren, what about you? What have you been doing this week? Um, so similar to Richard, because I've been under house arrest. Um, so I, because I 
pretty much was testing positive for the entirety of isolation. I couldn't escape early. Um, so playing games, watching films, seems like me and Richard have watched similar things. Um, but my guilty pleasure, The Apprentice, returned. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if you're fans. A lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, it's tired, put it to bed. But I'm a, I'm a big fan. They did an, uh, an Australia one, I think, last year when they didn't do the UK one, which was on the iPlayer. But this has just kicked off the um, the UK one, which is full of the usual suspects. So it's very entertaining indeed. Right. I I I did watch it about about season four. I probably watched it, and then it just became like a disaster zone. It's made it because <laughs> it it's just people going. It's you can just hear the producers going. Just just say that. Say something really go. Yeah. Just say something a bit mad about yourself. It's, it's when yeah. people talk about themselves. Go. I'm the kind of person who walks into a bar and people love the way I look. You know, they don't really yeah. ever say something like that. But someone's no. forcing them to say it, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> Yeah. And also, none of them would ever work anywhere. I don't know no. if they were like that, would they? But no, not at all. But You're right. Fun. It's 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 fallen into a formula that is very tacky. But I still I still love it. Yeah. I can't uh, I can't hide from that. <laughs> um, I don't. You remember that guy who won it years ago? Tom, I think he was an inventor. Oh, yeah. with the like, crazy hair and the glasses. Yeah, I don't think he yeah. ever win it. He would never win it again. Yeah, that was quite a, like yeah. an interesting thing because he was quite a sweet guy, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he seemed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't like really, you know, arrogant. Almost was he? He was quite no, um, you know, uh, reserved. Yeah. Good, um, James. What about you? Um, films and TV, just like the rest yeah. of them. Um, I finally got around to watching Mortal Kombat, the film, Ooh. and I must say, whoever did the marketing and release that seven minutes of free footage on YouTube is the best marketer in the world. But the rest <laughs> of the film is absolute tosh. It's, <laughs> it, it's two different films. The, the first ten minutes or so, you're thinking, wow, this is quite an interesting, you know, stripped-back version of Mortal Kombat, and it looks quite dramatic and, and well-acted. And then the, the rest of the hour and 20 is cheesiness terror acting and really forced references to the games it's so bad right and I, I wish I'm bothered now I don't know what you expected that's what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you expected it tricked me it yeah. absolutely tricked me and then on the other hand I'm watching Dexter <laughs> and there's this mod department <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, like, do I, want it? do I want it to come back? Yes. Do I want it now? I wish it hadn't. <laughs> we were talking about it. We? You said it really well when you said there's about two good episodes out of nine or ten, isn't there? Yeah. 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 Um, good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just finish off the two things. Two things. I've watched so much, though. I've watched ridiculous amounts mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, I'm really enjoying the morning show at the moment. I'm going to say that's on Apple TV. Really liking everything Apple TV is doing. Um, oh, we've watched that, Gareth, both oh, series now. We, have we you? loved it. It's really yeah, I really one. enjoyed it. One of the first series, I love it. Um, mm. Hawkeye, I watched. Did you watch that on mm-hmm. Disney? Do you like it? I, yeah, mean, I enjoyed that. that I fun. did. I thought it was a steady start, but it got better and better yeah. and better as it went on. It was, it was funny and entertaining. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah and it was set in New York at Christmas. It's great. Yeah, that's good. I liked um, Kate Bishop. I thought she was good. Yeah. Um, Yellow Jackets, have you seen? I know James has. Richard, have you seen no. Yellow Jackets? Darren, no. no. Um, Yellow Jackets is a weird one because actually it's done really well in the States and it, I don't think many people have seen it because I think, I think the marketing puts it off. It doesn't show what it is. And the premise is it's a group of um, American um, high school um, girls who are in a soccer team I'm saying soccer because it's America, and they are off to the finals, like they're 18, and they're on their plane, it crashes in an island, and they're stuck on an island. Um, not on an island, they're stuck in the middle of nowhere, and they've got to survive. But what it does do, it basically straight away is, is flashing forward to now, so they're 40. Um, and so straight away you're knowing something's quite odd and something you know, are there people there? You can see it's, so it's instantly flashing between the two things. And it has kind of vibes straight away of Lost. 
and it had some horror stuff in there as well, which is and weird supernatural stuff. I think is that fair to say, James? It's definitely a little bit on the weird side. Yeah, it's still going on, but we don't really know. No, maybe the <laughs> maybe the writers don't know, like they did with Lost. <laughs> um, um, but it's it's yeah, it's really good. I, I think there's a couple more episodes to go. Yeah. We'll run it on Now TV or on Sky Atlantic. We got that. So yeah, it's yeah, it's really good. It's really well done. Juliet Lewis is in it. Um, as the older one, there's the woman from um, the mum in um, Don't Look Up, Leonardo DiCaprio's wife, and that. And uh, yeah, it's great. I recommend it. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's getting quite dark as well, isn't it? Mm. I think it gets darker and darker the more you yeah. learn about what went on. Yeah, yeah. And we won't, we won't hide it, but they don't, they don't, they don't mince about in the first five minutes. You get an idea of what happened. We won't oh, say yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what, what is that on? That's on Sky. Now TV or Sky Atlantic. You can get it. Okay. Yeah. Um, games. Now, it's quite a weird time because there's not really that many new games in Jam, but we've, I think we've played quite a lot over Christmas, haven't we? We've caught up on stuff. Um, let's go oh, for... Oh, some of us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, Richard. What, what have you been playing, first of all? Uh, I think the big... Two each, I think. Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. The, the big, big one that I've been playing, uh, I finished... Lake the other day, uh, as it as it went into Game Pass just before Christmas, so I thought I'd give it a try. Um, and I think did Dave Dave do the review when it came out a few months ago? Mm, I don't, yeah. Um, so I, I was a bit ups, I was a bit upset that I missed it, but I I couldn't put my name down for it for whatever reason. But um, I'm glad I managed to play it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's very relaxing it's not uh it's not necessarily a game for everyone because you are literally just driving around this town uh that's set around the lake delivering post and having these interactions with the residents um you can there's some there's some sort of like conversation trees where you can pick pick and choose answers um it's quite obvious from the very beginning who the characters are that you're you're going to be romancing as well um but you get to so get to pick pick one of those but and i just i just enjoyed I, I would um i would play one of the days so it's set over the course of two weeks i would play one of the days on an evening just to to relax myself and and get me ready to to go to sleep because it was just a very calming experience um and i was I, 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 while i was happy that i finished it um i would like to have maybe had like um an endless mode where you could just go around delivering <laughs> all, all the day. Just really calming. And the, the the graphics are pretty good. It's all like pastel colours and everything. And um, it's got a lot of licensed music. Yeah, yeah. It has. You know, I've, done, I've done about three days, so I've got to go back to it. I was really enjoying it. But yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the soundtrack. It's country music, which isn't necessarily my, my top choice for for songs but there's some really good songs on it as well and it just it's just nice to drive around delivering post and listening to these songs yeah you know what you need to play richard what death stranding death stranding someone else said that as well <laughs> yeah. like, it's the best post game since death stranding <laughs> <laughs> you do you need to play you get the director's cut now get it, get it I, have, I, have, I have upgraded i have upgraded i paid the five pounds upgrade um i just need to finish that off yeah but yeah, I've put 30 hours into it and I still oh. feel I've barely touched the surface of yeah. it. It's a good game. I enjoyed that game. We talked about that before. Um, Darren, what's your uh, what's your first? Uh, so my first is Evil Genius 2 World Domination, uh, which came out um, not so long ago on PC uh, and is on Xbox Game Pass. Um, the original, I think, was a PC-only sim game way back in the mid-noughties, uh, and this is kind of the proper sequel to that. And it's uh, really good fun. So you essentially play as one of four evil geniuses who have to build their lairs within these rock faces. And there's two or three different locations in the world that you can choose. Um, and you have to do all sorts from powering the base to hiring loads of minions and training them in different classes, such as guards and socialites and assassins and, and goodness knows what else. Um, and then... Once, you, once you've kind of levelled up your base, uh, your lair rather, you then go out onto the world stage and you can do all sorts in terms of um, assassinations or heists, 
Um, it's really, really good fun. And it's a bit different to your standard kind of sim game in the sense that there isn't like a load of missions and you move around. You you start your playthrough and then you just play through the, the story and it'll differ depending on which genius you choose. And there's loads of optional objectives, um, kind of limited time side objectives as well as the main story. So I put, I must have put a good 12, 13 hours into my, my playthrough and there was still kind of stuff you could do as well. So as if you're looking for something a bit different in terms of the sim game that isn't your classic kind of, you know, total war type scenario, then I'd really recommend it. And it's on Game Pass, so there's no reason not to. Okay, that sounds good. I want to, I've got it downloaded, I need to do it. It's good, but you can't just dip in for an hour or two because you'll yeah. it keeps you kind of wanting to play more and it'll string you along and slowly the world will get bigger and you'll get more... Um, options as research options and things to build so I put some time aside for it okay good okay um, James what's yours my, my single game this week <laughs> okay yeah is, uh, the pedestrian oh. which I think we first saw was it in a PlayStation showcase we did yeah. I think it was on PlayStation yeah. uh, and that's yeah. on Game Pass uh, it's a 2.5D side-scrolling platformer a little bit of puzzling, and you play as a stickman who traverses across public notices, like signage within the real world. Um, and it just it looks unique. So the platform is quite simple at the start. So you jump, maybe up a few platforms, go through doors, and then next you might have to rearrange the signs. So that you can access different notices, Stickman. Um, and I think it's not a very long game. So I only played a couple of hours and I'm nearly finished. Um, but I think the idea of having a like a almost real world around the signs makes it quite interesting. You find yourself actually looking at the environment as much as the platforming. Um, but yeah, uh, I think because it in- introduces new mechanics, maybe every every area, like you, you might start in a warehouse and then you'll move to a subway or um, an academy. And because it keeps adding new mechanics, it keeps it fresh. Mm-hmm. You never really get bored of it. Um, it's not a five-star game. It's a solid... I think it's a solid three and a half, four. <laughs> it's in Game Pass. Richard's just reviewed it. What did you give it, Richard? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, that was It was Diana. Oh, was it Diana? Oh. Yeah, I, I, I played it. I played it when it came onto the PlayStation. Oh. I think she's what given it. Richard? Oh, sorry. sorry, what was that? I was going to say, did you enjoy it when you played it? Yeah, I did. It it did get a bit repetitive, though, I felt. Um, I know that it introduced new um, mechanics for each each area you were in, but it was just the the process of getting to that new area I felt was a bit too long at times. It could have been a bit snappier. I kind of know what you mean. Um, So Diana's done the review for us. She's given it a four and a half. I'm going with Diana on this. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's really clever. I just love the design of it. I think that really helps me. And I think it's... it's Definitely design. Yeah, design mm-hmm. is great. It's very clever. Yeah. Um, good. Okay, good. Thank you, James. Um, now, I've just been catching up with all, all the games that I hadn't had time to properly play. And one of these, we did um, our... You might have listened to this. We did our Game of the Year podcast just for, over Christmas. And... Um, I've played Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, none of us, I don't think, played Guardians of the Galaxy apart from James who reviewed it. And uh, <laughs> I think that would have definitely been up there for my, my game. I think it might it, be... It deserves to be. Yeah, three or two, but it wasn't on the list because we only had James and it's all the reviews. Um, have you, Darren or Richard, do you think about getting it? I've installed um, it. Uh-huh. I got it for Christmas and I've installed oh, it today. Uh, that's a bit like me, so Ryan's got it and played it, but I haven't touched it yet. Nah, it's very good. I mean, just on its own, the writing and the characters are brilliantly done. 
voiceover as well. It's very funny. It's really there's it, and it the worlds look amazing. They look beautiful. It's like one of the best looking Xbox games I think out there. Is that fair to say, um, James? Yeah, I I give it that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've only played Gems of War, so it's quite must be a <laughs> massive leap for you. I mean, there's no need for disrespect, is there? <laughs> well, well said, James. <laughs> um, but it does do really nice. There's it. You know, you do your, the fighting stuff and going around the world. It's you know, all the stuff is great. But it has all these little touches that are great. There's a little moment which I love. You're on the spaceship, whatever that spaceship's called. They've all got and. There's a lovely moment when every time you walk past, there's a fridge door <laughs> and it's always a jar and you just get the option to close it. And this goes on. And it's a long game. I'm, I'm nearly at the end, I think. I've done about 20 odd plus mm. hours and you just walk every day. You just can't stop doing it. It's like being at home, close that fridge door, just always slightly ajar. Just all those really clever right. little touches like that are great. It's a really, really good game. Um, good I've got me every time. Yeah, every time really it's great, and it needs a. It's, it's buggy, like James said in the review, I think. <coughs> but it's um, it's great. It's really, really good. What's the um, soundtrack like, Gareth? Because oh. that's the key part of Guardians, isn't it? Really good, brilliant. More Got than you expect. Yeah, it's really some great tracks on there. Yeah, and it flops back. It fl- flops back. It goes back to the eighties at some point. But it's really, it's really, yeah. It's, the soundtrack's great. Everything back. I, I quite enjoyed when it went back in time because mm-hmm. you could see all the little like, Easter eggs on the wall in in the rooms and yeah. you know like little throwbacks to even Star Wars. You know, it's mm. yeah, it's a nice little touches in there. It's a, it engages you. Beautiful it really design game. You. It's really lovely. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's very cool. Um, James hasn't got another one. Let's go to Richard again. Richard, what's your second one? Um, I've just finished my review for a game that came out just before Christmas called Circus Pocus, which um, is another one of those really cheap, um, easy gamer score games. But mm-hmm. this one's um, centred around two brothers that stumble upon this this circus late at night in a forest. And rather than run the opposite way, like any normal person would, they decide to investigate it. And uh, unsurprisingly, one of the brothers gets captured by these undead clowns, and it's up to you to then rescue him. So it's sort of like a a, a 2D stealth platformer type game. So there's all, all these little areas, um, and there'll be clowns patrolling them, and you need to sort of get from one end to the other. Um, the clowns, if the clowns see you, then then you can try and run away from them, but it's very unlikely that you will. Um, but and then and then there'll be lots of environmental obstacles as well. So these there's these um, bottles that act as proximity mines, but you can use those to your advantage. Um, spikes and and everything else you would expect. Um, but it was it it was quite short. It took me just over an hour to complete. Um, but it's it's a bit of fun. Um, there's not much if you've if I mean if you've played any stealth game or platformer game, you know what to expect from it. Um, but uh, in terms of easy gamer score, it's 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 that as well. Right. And I think it costs four pounds nineteen. Oh, so, classic yeah. price point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those games, but it, yeah. it wasn't. It's definitely not the worst one I've played no. by any means. It was no. enjoyable enough. Good. I like these four-pound games, even though I seem to be reviewing a lot of them. But we all are. But yeah. <laughs> um, good. What's your next one, Darren? Um, so I'll choose one that isn't a four-pound game, but a Serious Sam 4, which I'd reviewed um, yeah. a week or two ago. So this is quite a long-run series. I don't know if any of you have played it, but I'm a bit of a fan. It's got a bit, God, bit of a cult following. Um, I had it originally for... I think it was a PC, and then they had like a spin-off one on the GameCube. So anyway, this is the fourth one, um, and it's pretty average, if I'm being honest. So I gave it three out of five, because it kind of caters to what fans would enjoy from the series, but it was a bit of a slog to to finish it. It's quite a long campaign as well, so there's 15 missions. But if if anyone is familiar with Serious Sam, you basically walk into a large valley, and then hundreds of enemies spawn and you have to try and, you know, 
plough through them with miniguns and all sorts of other crazy weapons. But it just it it felt like it tried to be too serious, rather ironically, in terms mm-hmm. of how it looked. So every level just looked like a multiplayer um level from counter-strike pretty much from back in the day right. it didn't look particularly great either on the xbox it was optimized but like it, it in certain in certain snapshots it looked good but then when things started moving it, you get frame rate issues and all sorts um so it had plenty of rough edges so i think there's enough there to please the fans um which is why i kind of kind of enjoyed it for what it was but it wouldn't it wouldn't win you over if you weren't a fan of the others it's very much does what yeah, it says yeah. on the tin with serious sound, yeah. 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 No, I don't think I'll be. Oh, hello. Uh, what was that? Darth Vader. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hear that. Couldn't kind of say, <sighs> yeah. Um, I'm keeping that in. I like it. Yeah. Um, yes, serious sound. No, I don't think it's for me. Thank God you reviewed that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last one I'm going to talk about is a game that's been out for a while, again, but it is my Christmas time of trying to catch up. I think it's Kenya. It's on PlayStation 5, Kenya Bridges Spirits. I think it came out in. August, September time. Maybe September. Um, and it's on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4, I think. And it's a... It's won the awards. It won the recent Game Awards thing for Best Indie. It's a beautiful-looking game. You play this kind of... Um, this, this woman who's on this kind of journey. Um, it's like a kind of Fable-type journey or a Zelda-type journey, you know, through this beautiful kind of world. And there's this kind of rot and fung- fungi everywhere that you have to kind of get rid of and fight creatures. You've seen the trailers. It's, it's playing it, it's a really good showcase for that that um, that console. Just how beautiful it looks. It looks like a Disney movie. It looks, you know, you can't, the cutscenes and the gameplay, you just can't, it just flips easily between the two. But you collect these little kind of like, um, they're called rot, and they're little kind of creatures. <laughs> Like, so you have to just collect more of them and then you can, uh, they're kind of little cute little black little fuzzy things um, and then you can buy hats for them if you want to. I haven't bought hats for them, but you can buy hats for them so they've got different hats on. But you just collect more and more, so you've got this kind of trail of about 30 behind you at the moment and then you, they go off and kind of like lift things up or um, get rid of some of the kind of like the evil rot that's coming in the world or... Um, turn into a fighting machine it's it's really it's a really relaxing game it's a kind of perfect christmas game i really enjoyed it even though galaxy guns of the galaxy has taken my time but it's in the sale at the moment or when the sale ends so if you want to get it it's about 23 quid so it's worth definitely worth a worth a go can you bridge the spirits well that's it that's our games that's what we've been playing um we're going to go into some news now now it's, it's getting busier but i'm excited about this year but Ten minutes ago, <laughs> one of the big Xbox games, which was coming out April the twenty eighth, was Stalker Two, was announced. There was rumours already this day today, and they announced it. It's being delayed until December of this year. So that's a that's a big Xbox game because we talked about four Xbox haven't got many exclusives coming up. If I'm right, um, in the first half of the year, have they? Um, this was their big one, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, there's not mm. an awful lot of showcase titles for Game Pass that we know of yet, no. even though they dropped a few like Mass Effect Legendary, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, not so long ago. But this would have been next gen, or this gen, you know, only, and it was on Game Pass only at the moment. Mm. So it was a big one. So yeah, they've, um, they need more, they need some more time um, to December, which made me kind of think about are we going to get more delays on things? I think we maybe with the new kind of Omicron virus, we're probably going to affect quite a lot maybe this year. What do you guys think is going to be delayed? James, you got any thoughts? I don't know what's coming out this year. There you go. I'm <laughs> so, okay. good. Um, no, I, I do think it will affect some of the games, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of any. That we definitely get delayed. I mean, I, I'm still worried about Dying Light too. Oh really? He's never now. He's never now. Wow. Well, <laughs> <not ready. laughs> have, have you seen the um? What's made me laugh is the amount of gameplay hours they said you'd need to hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Seven twenty oh, yeah. minute meltdown. Five hundred hours they said, <laughs> and then they've clarified yeah. it and said, oh no, that's to do everything. You don't need to play five hundred hours to complete the, the main game. <laughs> Twenty hours the main game. 
Yeah. 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 I've got a feeling the February kind of game, Dying Light, Horizon, maybe Elder Ring are going to be safe. I'm thinking the same as you, Gaff. I'm hoping that ones that are that far gone will be okay, but then it depends what happens kind of for the rest of half one then. Because yeah. if we look at if we look at E3 as well, you know, that's going to be digital again, isn't it? Mm. So it's it's still having an effect and it depends on where you are around the world because pe- countries are in very different places, aren't they? Yeah. Um, in terms of what's happening with, with Omicron and stuff. So I don't think we're out of the woods yet in terms of delays at all. Richard, what do you think? Gran Turismo, PlayStation 5, do you think that's not going to come uh, I hope not. That's, that's one of the big ones I'm looking forward yeah. to this year. Um, I saw that uh, Horizon Forbidden West has leaked. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I believe that one should be nailed in for release date now. Um, I think I think any, well, any delays that we are going to see aren't necessarily going to be delays. So if I'm thinking of God of War Ragnarok, mm. which is due this year, but we've not got a concrete release date yet. So I think stuff like that, mm. we won't necessarily see it as a delay. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be back end of this year, likely to, and likely to slip out a bit more, perhaps. Starfield. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say Starfield mm-hmm. and Saints Row. I do. Oh, yeah, Saints Row. Yeah, I forgot about mm. that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, could be. I mean, Xbox need need a biggie, don't they? Coming yeah. up, I think. I think in... Starfield should be all right. Yeah, they're probably going to go Cause... for everyone. Yeah. Well, they put that release date in over a year ago, didn't they? Yeah. I know it's a shame about Stalker. I thought that was a really. I was looking forward to that in April, but you know they've got to get it right. They've got to do. They need the time. Always, always the same. But yeah. It is a shame. It's a bit of a like, oh no, here we go again. Um, good. Okay. Um, um, you just said then. You just said it then. E three, in person event only. Oh no, it's not an in person event only. It's a digital <laughs> event. Um, so no E three again. Is I'm going to ask a question to you. Is this? Will they ever go back on E three? I. I'm going to jump in. I don't know if they will. Um, we talked about this mm. last year, didn't we? And I put some thoughts down on paper as well about it. And I, I it's something lovely. And maybe it's nostalgic now, rose-tinted glasses about, you know, everyone whooping and cheering as someone comes onto the stage and they do a big reveal. But with others like Sony and, and Nintendo trailing, trailblazing in the kind of virtual world, I just, I just don't know. Like, I think about elements of work in terms of in-person meetings versus online now, and there are certain elements of all sorts of industries that I don't think will go back to the way it was. Um, James, what do you think? I think it could be maybe the end of E3 as we know it, and maybe it just means that Microsoft have did their own thing at some point digitally. I think the whole digital side of it means it's more accessible as well to everyone around the world. It gets it gets more eyes on it. It's more geared up for the audience at home now. I mean, I think I'd be surprised if it ever goes back to being exactly how it was. I think E3, whether they do the wrong things like PlayStation have, that's more likely. Mm. Um, but then again, I saw today that EGX is in Birmingham in three mm. in mm. in March, True. which I think you know if, if they're going to keep going with that. I, is, going. I, I yeah, I think there's a isn't there? I think with EGX as well, it's a bit more. It's a bit more indie in a sense. It's a bit more. Oh, definitely more yeah, so yeah. It's, it, I think yeah. that I think that kind of thing that those smaller. Developers need those kind of things mm. from players to try stuff out. But EGX is a bit more. It's a. I don't know, Richard. What do you think? I think it's personally. I think it's the genies out of the bottle, and I think sometimes when they go, oh yeah, we can do this mm. online, and it's fine, and we don't have to spend 
a million pounds on Iron E3. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the writing was always on the cards for E3 even before the pandemic with the likes of PlayStation and, and Nintendo not really doing their big year, yearly shows there anymore. I I think I think E3 will survive as as a as a concept in the in terms of the, I think the gaming industry benefits from having a one week a year where the big news stories come out. Yeah. I think that side of, I think that side of E3 will continue whether that's under the banner of E3 or whether it gets given a different name even with like Gamescom and stuff which I think Gamescom has been the is that the big one the biggest one mm. in terms of numbers for a few years before E3 with anywhere yeah uh, so yeah I don't think there will be any more uh in the Microsoft theater uh big presentations to a couple of thousand people and ev- and everyone else tunes in online we've for many of us it's only ever been online anyway yeah, really yeah yeah absolutely um but no i i think i think the gaming industry needs needs something like that where the big new stories come out um all at once because it just i think it gets people excited mm. yeah the good news about not having an e3 live we won't see the just dance um ubisoft show <laughs> That's the best bit. <laughs> <laughs> the panda coming on. Right, they cut out up. Good. Um, oh, just a reminder, just a thing. I, I watched the Xbox um, documentary over Christmas. It's um, on YouTube. It's on the Xbox Store. Have you seen it, you lot? It's like four, four episodes, mm-hmm. maybe more. It's really good. It's really honest. It charts from how they started on the first console how they try to pitch it it's very honest as well from all the xbox people and it goes all the way through it has a great bit with the xbox one launch of that and how disaster that was how they got it completely wrong talks about the red ring of death the whole episode yeah so it's really worth watching it's really good it's very very good i think people think it's because it's maybe people thought oh it's just like a a loving about xbox which it isn't but it's really it's really interesting Sorry, that reminded me of E3 because there's a lot of E3 stuff in there. Um, <laughs> good. Let's go on. Let's go on to uh, Game Pass. I think it's Game Pass is. Um, you thought they were going to take a little break, didn't you? You thought they'd had a quite a heavy December, but no. They're in with um, Mass Effect, like we said, and they've got Rainbow Six Extraction, which is probably the biggest game of January, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I would say so. Yeah. Although not with us, probably no. <laughs> <laughs> but Mass Effect Legendary Editions like going good. Spelunky too. Um and what do we think about this um Ubisoft? Um which is gonna be coming possibly to Xbox, isn't it? Ubi Plus subscription service? Yeah. PC. I, I thought at first they were gonna when I first saw it they were gonna fold it in like EA Play, but it seems like it's gonna be a separate subscription from Game Pass. So I'm not sure, um, well, what's to get excited about, really, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, but I don't know. I suppose it depends on how much it costs, etc. If it was an extra £11 a month, would you get an Ubisoft subscription, Richard? I don't know. Um, I, I I do play, inadvertently, do play a lot of Ubisoft games. Mm. Um but I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan of Assassin's Creed or anything like that. Um, I think what 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 Ubisoft t- tended to do previous years is sort of put their big releases out towards the end of the year, um, which means that if people wanted to play them, they could sign up for three months, say September to December. And I think a lot of people would be all right with that. Okay, yeah. I mean, I know that I know that Extraction's coming out in January, but um, if I look at the, the launch of the Series X, we had Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion within the space of three weeks of each other or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I just don't think it's staggered enough for me to warrant 
paying so much a month for it. Yeah. James, what about you? I think Rich is fine. I think all of their games need to come out in the same time frame. It's like, if they're going to release it soon on Xbox, it seems madness that they've given away Extraction to Game Pass. Because that is all they've got, really, for the next, what, nine months? I mean, realistically, what else are we going to see on there? Avatar? Maybe? Just Dance. Um, just Dance? Yeah, yeah, Just Dance. <laughs> at the end of the year. Beyond Good and um, Evil 2. Yeah, we're going to get a... But we will get a newbie soft. We're oh, gonna, don't. But don't they're going to release a load of stuff, aren't they, for the end of the year? There'll be, be another Assassin's. Oh, yeah, but to talk about releasing it around, you know, the start of the year or... Yeah, no. Anyway, so, near now, yeah. it seems very silly that they've, they've given away the one mark, you know, the one yeah. major game that they had ready to go. I don't and think they're it, it to Game Pass. I don't think it's very good. That's why they've given it to Game well, I, I, mean, you're I, right. I think there's going to... I've got a feeling they're going to fold into Game Pass. I've got this feeling it's going to happen. I think it's too dear to go into Game Pass. Not as way, but there'd be some kind of... It would just go, I don't know. Dif- I think there'd be different tiers to it, because mm. that's the rumours f- circulating around the PlayStation 1, isn't it? There'd be a lot of tiers for me. <laughs> right, I'm going to go move us on, because we've got a few things to go through. Um, this is quite... Well, it's kind of interesting, but I've just got a bit annoyed. It's uh, Take-Two's acquisition of mobile game giant Zanga. Um, what Take-Two like doing at the moment is doing weird things, suing people and buying things and not actually making games. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange because it's, it's a deal worth £12.7 billion. I think, the, I think it's really interesting with Rockstar, which are part of the Take-Two lot, it's... They've, you know, we talked about it before. They've not. They've had a bit of egg on their face from GTA. They tried to sue that game Take Two because they've got the same name. Um, I just kind of want you to make games. The problem is now. I think we're in a kind of world where the games industry is ridiculous. When I speak to people who don't play games, I go, "There's a 12.7 billion um, takeover." They go, "What?" Mm-hmm. And you have to sort of say to, them, "You know, this industry is bigger than any other industry in." the world apart from mm-hmm. probably weapons so you know we we are these kind of places are sort of run by cor- their corporations now as well aren't they mm-hmm. um, with, with this money Definitely. thing so that's what corporations do they just they buy stuff they buy other mm-hmm. things and put it in i think i can't um, believe it's worth that much sorry Danny. no no go on james i was going to say something very similar yeah, I mean, $12.7 billion for a company that makes probably games that are worse than Candy Crush. Um, it's proper low-tier, low obviously, when you're making addictive free, free games. Um, so they're obviously going to milk that in some way by incorporating the ideas into their own games, mm. which are also quite terrible. It's it's interesting because I I looked and Microsoft's buyout of Bethesda cost $8.1 billion apparently. So it's nearly a third more. um, Or, you know, another, you know, yeah, nearly a third more than that. And I don't know if it's, it might be too because of the reach. Because I remember playing these Zynga games like poker and stuff when I was younger, and it was integrated into Facebook kind of when free online games are in their infancy. So it opens such a market, maybe to people who don't necessarily game on consoles, but will have it on the phone or whatever. So it just makes you wonder what direction they're looking to go in in the future and how it it will affect their more traditional games that they make, such as Grand Theft Auto, you know, if Bioshock ever comes back, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So it's quite a fascinating move, I think, one to watch. Yeah. Did these guys make a Farmville as well? Yeah. Yeah. All those, all those kind of free games that were browser-based almost from ten years ago, they were pretty much behind all of them. I think. 12, 12, 12 billion for Farmville makes sense then. Yeah. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. Better than anything Bethesda can make. 
I'm kidding. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I just I don't like all this stuff. I don't like this buyouts mm. and stuff that become like oh, just awful. Um, the Phil Spencer. He had an interview with the New York Times and he talked about free speech, which is kind of interesting, isn't it? What who who's talking about this? Who put this up here? I put this on. Mm. Um, it was a sneaky segue into politics, but I'll spare you all that. Um, it was it was interesting um, because he, yeah, I, I I like Phil Spencer. I like kind of his his beliefs and his kind of mission statement for Xbox, and it's all about accessibility and you know gaming together and this space mm. for everyone. Um, and yeah, I think he was. I think it was quite quite brave almost to go out there and say, you know, I'm. Um, it's all about games, really. It's all about entertainment. It's not about having big debates about huge issues. Um, the, the primary focus is for people to have fun, um, which just caught my eye. And I thought that sounds exactly like something he'd say. And he's been quite consistent with that message since he took the reins. Mm. It, it can be mis- misinterpreted, this, though. Which yeah. I, when, I, when I first saw that this link i was like oh i wonder what he's referring to but no having having read the article i I do fully understand where he's coming from i think that's why it's brave yeah yeah Yeah, i agree Mm. i think it's really hard isn't it because you do there is kind of you know there's history of people setting up kind of far right groups in big multiplayer online games you know and uh and they've always and then they've been found and banned, and they've cited free speech and so it's, it comes really hard, doesn't it? This, you know, you need to. It's good that he said this, I think, um, because sometimes it does get a bit dangerous. Mm, I agree. Um, just, just sit with Darren on Forza Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, there's so much to talk about since then. Yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> oh, okay, right, um, good. Um, now, you two, you three can explain something to me. Um, oh, yeah, I just want to just briefly say Age of Empires. There's a rumour that it might be coming um, to console on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And I did something today that I can't talk about for three weeks that might confirm that as well. But it's it's an interesting... Well, do you think that's going to happen? Do you think that... We talked about this briefly before. Richard, do you think that might happen, Age of Empires on the Xbox at last? Yeah. I hope so. Uh, enjoy the Age of Empires games. Um, they were, I believe they were sending out um, to the insiders. They were sending out a download for it. Oh, right. To test it out. So I think it. They're, they're definitely entertaining the idea of it. Um, they, well, they previously said at the end of last year they were looking into it. So I think this has come a bit quicker than people were anticipating. But I'd be, I'd be well up for Age of Empires on console. It would make be great, wouldn't it? I'd love to play. Yeah, it. yeah. I think we're going to get more um, of these types of games coming over to console now. I think um, loading screens make it a bit easier with these types of games, and they're starting to work out that control system without the mouse. Starting to find different ways of experimenting with it quite a lot. James, would you be excited? Definitely. I I spent quite a lot of time on Age of Empires two. Uh, on PC, and I think you're right. I think the control, the control layout these days on most of the PC ports are pretty good. Mm. So I think it'll work, and if it can handle it, then it's gonna be great to see it on console. Yeah, no, that'd be really very exciting. much looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, also, you know, with flight sim, people thought that couldn't do it. You got it was hard. It was tricky to get used to first of all, but I think it's that's really worked really well. Even I need to go back to fight soon. I do as well. It's on there. It, it put me off going at night time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we waste of time. I know. And I've got there's a now in my inbox. There's a 25 gig update, and I'm like, oh, I've just got it on pause. Oh, no. I've had it on pause for ages. I'm like, oh, I will do it. Um, now, briefly, I want you three to explain mm-hmm. it to me. One of you can do it. NFTs. This is to do with Stalker as well. Stalker had this. Stalker Two had this kind of rumor that had NFTs in there. Right? What is an NFT? Who can explain it really well? It's... 
No one at all. Who wants to go? <laughs> I know what it stands for. It's non-fungible token, we know that. Um, oh, I've been all day learning that. <laughs> oh, you stole James just under there. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, Darren's can have a go, can't he, first I can, of all? I can give it a go. So, um, it's essentially um, a, a digital version of a, a real-world kind of asset. Um is the best way to describe it. And I still struggle to get my head around it and how it all works because I still don't really understand cryptocurrency. You know, some people are like, oh, have you seen the value of this has gone up? I'm thinking, you know, what, what, what on earth are you talking about? But it's all it's all kind of in, in the digital revolution of how we traditionally do things in terms of, you know, manage money or buy and sell um, items and, and assets and whatnot. So there's been some controversy, hasn't there? Because I think Square Enix said that they were looking at including NFTs as part of their kind of strategy this year. And um, it's it's split opinion. So they're, they're gathering some momentum in terms of value as well. So a, a good way to, to think of it is for video games, it's, a being, it's becoming a popular way to buy and sell digital artwork. Um, and then you, in theory, you earn that artwork and you could use it in different settings or in different software titles in theory i don't know how how close we are to that um so yeah if you own a bit of the digital world and it's yours and you have rights over it then i don't really know how far that goes and if it's if it's a good thing in the long run i'm not really convinced um i don't know if that's helped Gareth, but that's the best way i can, can describe I, can that. i richard can richard's dying to get in here richard aren't you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> i have i have a question mm-hmm. Can I give my example for it and then we'll go to your question, right? Yes. This is me putting it on basic. Say I'm on Forza 5, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I've designed a livery for a car, right? That's mine. Mm-hmm. Is that one of them? Could I then sell that to someone else? If that game allowed that. It won't allow at the moment, if that allowed it. So is the idea that you can make something that you can sell onwards in a game? I, I think so. So if it's if it's your digital creation and it's kind of yours, and I, I, they identify as yours through a, a, a code or whatever it will be, um, then I, I think yeah, in theory that's possible. Okay. Sorry, Richard. Your question. It's a similar question, but it's so. Last week there was a on the internet there was a, a woman that hit the headlines because she was selling her farts in a jar. I don't know if you saw. Oh yeah, saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that. But... <laughs> she had to. She had to stop doing it because she, she. The diet she was basically giving herself to make sure she could fart in a jar was was causing her a lot of pain. So she started doing NFT farts in a jar. But my question is, what is that? Is it like a JPEG of a fart in a jar? And here's like, here's what you could have, but you don't actually own anything physical. I mean, that's, that's a, a great example. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure where Richard was going with it, but no. Uh, no. These, these are the questions that, that run through my mind. Yeah, I like I it. Mean, I, I guess a, a, a fart in a jar, you, could, you couldn't identify it visually because in theory it would just look like an empty jar unless there was something seriously wrong with you. So I don't know how that would unless you labeled it and that was accepted you labeled the jar um but it's uh, the the definition apparently is a, like a digital asset which represents a real world object so if it was identifiable in the digital world as that then maybe in so, theory so in, in a in a best case, in a scenario like if you've got something like an open world game a multiplayer mm. object, like say let's say no man's sky where you can go in the sky and you can build a whole house if you want to now with all the stuff and the, in your little planet. You could build your own house and you could put your, you could design artwork and put it on the walls. And then Darren could come along and go, I like that. And he could buy that artwork off me and put it in his house on a different planet. I think so, because it, it would be like a, a collector's item. And it would like, it would be like if I, if I bought it at an auction or something, yeah. it was by an artist, yeah. and then I would own that. I think, yeah, I think in essence, that's the kind of that's the kind of theory behind it. But you can only own it in that game, can't you? Probably, or could you? Or could you? Well, or could you take it away from that game and have it on your dashboard? Can you, or something like that? I, 
I've seen some commentary that you could then take that digital asset with you into different, you know, software or whatever. Right. But I don't know how easy that is because obviously then it becomes really complicated right. in terms of copyright and control over people's, you know, different games or, or whatever it is. So I don't know if we're there yet, but in theory, that's that's where it goes. That's the kind of next step from what I've read. Okay. Down I have stop. another question. Sorry, go on, Richard, go on. What's the difference between an NFT and DLC then? Uh, I guess, I guess DLC is linked to. It's like a an extension of a of a video game that's then they make copies and sell it like they would distribute a video game. Whereas an NFT is supposed to be like a one off and an item that you own. Ah, uh, okay. Because it's the best way I can sum it up, I guess. Beyond Good and Evil Two, when it first got announced back in the nineteen hundreds, um, <laughs> it, it was they had a thing with this software program that I can't remember the name of now, which was basically it's a it's a sort of platform for writers, musicians mainly to kind of share their work with other creators. Is this when they brought Jason Garden Levitt out? That's right. He, he he has that platform. Yeah, so yeah, no, he, yeah. he has that hit platform. record. That's right, hit record, yeah. And I yeah. think the idea was that, that would, they would work with um, that game and you could be making music that appears in that game, which might have a similar thing to it. Um, maybe they the were use... thinking about that then. Sorry. Sorry, Gareth. They used that in Watch Dogs Legion. Oh. Did they? But I don't know if well, that came out before NFTs I mean, I like the idea of it. I'm trying to... I like the idea that people can kind of create things in that world and they can sell stuff. Because, you know, we... Things like Forza and things like those games when people make stuff, you know, like liveries for cars or they do something, they're creative. People build these amazing kind of houses or things, you know, in these worlds. It's kind of like... There's something quite nice that people can have a, a place that they can sell that stuff. Yeah. It is beneficial. They're creators, really. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to even make it work because they can sell their work. And apparently, if you buy the NFT, the creator can also get a percentage of whatever you sell it on for after that and every time you sell it. Right. So, if you sell that digital asset, you can do basically, you can make money on it. But also the creator makes money on it. So everyone's yeah. kind of a winner. Yeah. It's like a royalty, is it almost? Yeah. 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 Which yeah. which worked quite well in the music industry, I suppose. Yeah. With songs. Yeah. You can always get your own royalties then. Well, thank you, gentlemen. That makes sense to me now. Um, <laughs> oh god, I'm glad. Especially Richard's fart in a fart in a jar, <laughs> and now as he brought it to sharp focus. Richard, if in two years NFTs are still a thing and cryptocurrency is is not folded in itself, then make your move on fart in a jar and lock that down. Right. Thank you. I'll use some sort of uh, NFT guru now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're gonna go on. We're gonna we're gonna get finished. We're gonna what are we looking forward to next week, you know. Richard, what are you looking forward to? Um well I am going suit shopping at the weekend mm-hmm. to find my suit for the wedding. And I've picked up my wedding I well I found my wedding ring. I'm picking that up tomorrow. Brilliant. So uh, things are getting serious. Yeah. <laughs> good. Well, that's good. Good luck with that. What are you going for? Blue, I think. Oh, nice. Good dark, dark blue. Great. Um, good luck with that, Richard. Um, Thank you. Darren, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, well, it was um, just going to be work, and then we're heading away to the lakes next weekend. But you have reminded me both that um, Afterlife's back, isn't it, on Friday on Netflix? So I'm looking forward to that as well. Mm-hmm. You've ruined James's uh, next one. That was his. Yeah, cheers, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to Afterlife. 
which uh, comes back on Friday. Okay. Um, and Titans, I want to finish that season three. Um, yeah, print your Netflix in next week. Good. Um, I've got nothing really going on. I've I've got work. That's it. Constant work. Um, I'll be crying. That's what I've put down here. Crying. Oh, that makes sense. Um, but yeah. So work. I might play soon. Again, there's something. The things coming out. There's loads of stuff to come out and watch. Ozark. That's coming out soon. Again, that's a great TV series. Yeah. But gentlemen, thank you so much. Now, if we want to chat to you, um, where would we find you, James? Where would we find you? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at OKGKO. Great. Richard, what about you? Yeah, on Twitter and Instagram at Dobbo1912. And Darren, what about you? I'm just on Twitter at 27Darren. And find me at GB Briley on all sorts of things. And Twitter, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.